Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother. This is Eat and Drink with Ali Hassan and Marco Timpano. The podcast where back of house Ali and front of house Marco talk food and drink. Heads up. These two spent decades in restaurants, so some mature content and language is bound to come up. Get ready for Eat and Drink. Forks up. All right, whenever you're ready, we can start. I'll try to wipe my brow. All right, so this is, I mean, uh, welcome to 2020. We're deep in it. Uh, you're listening to uh, to a wonderful show. That's uh, right. I do say so myself. It's called Eat and Drink. That's right. You're I, looking at drink. Yes. That's drink. I'm Eat. You're Eat. And... Uh, the last few minutes have really just been a joy for me yeah. to watch Marco break his chair, tear pieces of foam off the studio, and uh, and somehow ruin a box that's basically brand new, a sound box. Uh, yeah, like our mixer wasn't working. So we've gone back to our old recording techniques I with the USB mic. I'm might... a big believer in starting low and then working up yeah. in the year. Why have everything go well in January, huh? No. no. Start low. You know, like I woke up with a fever. Uh, Oh, on January 1st, right? So uh, that's good. Listen, you can only go up from here. You can only go up. But, you know, you did mention that you thought, first of all, my name is Marco Timpano. I know that. I've yeah. been, oh, you're telling you, you didn't say, here. yeah, you didn't okay, say, you just said, this is okay. drink and I'm eat. Okay. <laughs> I thought for a second you were like, by the way, do you know who I am? I thought you were pulling a, do you know who oh, I, I am? I would love to do that. Do you know who I am? That's very Italian, too, I think. I, I grew up with guys who said that all the time. I'm it's Ali bit, Hassan. It's a bit racist. Ali Hassan, yeah. who decides always to scream into the microphone. See, Is that a scream? Yeah, that, that means we've, that means an hour of Marco's time. That little... Uh, I just... The way you try to contain my passion is, uh, <laughs> is completely unfair. Anyway, okay, I'll, I'll keep the screaming to a minimum. You said that you thought this podcast is pretty great. I did. Well, we have a bit of confirmation uh, on that, all right? So it's not just you and I in the booth thinking, oh, we're the best thing since sliced bread. Today's episode will not feature sliced bread. But we've been nominated for two Canadian Podcast Awards, and uh, that's for Outstanding Culture and Society and Outstanding Art Artwork. Design. Yeah. 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 Uh, so that's, we, we can't really take any credit for that. We didn't do the art. But hey – we're associated with it. Yeah, but we also figured out what we wanted, what oh, we didn't want, true. colors. So, you know, we had a bit of play in there. Uh, but Outstanding Society and Culture, that's huge. And that is on top of uh, a nomination for uh, a Canadian Comedy Award last year. Yeah, so we're just rolling in the awards, folks. Nominations, but you still. know, we're confirming that you should be listening to this <laughs> yeah, podcast. Exactly. All right, you. S- sorry, it's just good to blow smoke up our own butts yeah. when we start. I think sometimes we got to do that because you can only go down from there, right? Down from here. Okay, so I'm going to bring drink today, yes. and I'm really excited about this drink. Yeah, uh, I've been wanting to make this since we started the podcast, and. Uh, and as a result, there's a lot it's going here today. On here. There's a lot going, on, a lot going on, Ali. I'm sure and it's be uh, uh, one of these bottles is uh, it got like handwriting. Yeah, no, that was stuff. for something else. That was I was on. I was doing a, a program, and I needed to know the the base the okay. base of that of that amaro. So I'm going to make a cocktail, which is a modern classic. Yes. All right. So it was. It is a cocktail that was invented in 2007 by Sam Ross, who was a longtime bartender. Already called a classic. Yeah. Only invented in 2007. Yeah. Not only is it a classic, but it has 
an amazing story behind it. At least okay. I hope you'll enjoy no, it. No, okay. I'm sure I will. So, do you want me to make the cocktail? Or do you want me to tell you the story first? Because I can't you do doing both. both is impossible. No, no, right? I can't. Like you know, I can only you know, do so your, much. Okay, I want to hear the story. Okay, first. so Sam Ross, this Australian in New York, so he's a bartender in New York at Milk and Honey. Ever been there? No. Uh, now it's called Attaboy. Ever been there? No. Neither have I. Okay. All right. So we're starting off great. He created. It's a big place, New York. A lot of things to do when I go. You know? Okay. Attaboy. Is there a place you go when you go to New York? Is there a place where you're like, I'm going there? It's actually a dirty Irish bar underneath where my friend used to live. I That's love our it. place where we start. Okay. Like if you're like, you don't, you barely even need a reason. Mm. You just. I'll call you in 15 minutes. Your friend goes. You go. Oh, 15 minutes. I'll just go down yeah. to. Mickey's Irish, whatever that place right, right. is called, and we have we drink. It's just the place. We just meet here, and then we'll go. I, I when I lived in Chicago, I used to live above a bar too. I love living right above a bar. Can we um, do a New York episode and a yes, Chicago episode? Can yes. We? Well, let's let our listeners let us know if you want to hear a New York or Chicago episode. We won't listen to you because we're going to do it anyways. But what are you more interested in hearing soon? Now we've yeah. talked about Chicago because I went yes last year yeah. and I saw some great things. God, I would love to not go with the kids. Right. You know? Love right. your kids. You're not listening. But, uh, man, I want to go in as an, an adult with sure. other adults. Yeah. It's tougher. But anyway, I'll uh, I'll be doing that soon. And New York will happen this year. Good. So we'll do when you're back, we'll do a New York episode. And I'll tell you a couple of places to go to before you go to New York. Okay. Not that you'll go, but at least you'll have you an idea. Know. You never knew. You never there is a book I want you to read before you go to New York about a restaurant in New York. Okay. You can, or a chef. From New York, who has a restaurant in the Lower East Side. Anyways, we'll talk about that later. Let's get back to Sam, Sam Ross. Ross. He's inventing this drink. And what I love about this drink, it's one of my favorite kind of cocktails, where it's equal portions of each thing that goes in. Okay. Like, uh, like a pound cake. Like a campari, like a pound cake. Like you, It's just simple. Yeah. So you can do this so simply, as long as you have these ingredients at home, it's kind of almost foolproof. Okay. All right. By, by the way, listeners, if you don't know what I mean by like a pound cake, a pound cake called a pound cake because it was a pound of butter... A pound of sugar, a pound of flour, and that's the pound cake. So this is the pound cake of drinks. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. So this was invented for the Violet Hour in Chicago, so for that bar. And it never really took Sam off the Sam Ross in in New York is a bartender, in, in, invents a drink for a bar in Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, that's according to my research here. And uh, it's his second most popular drink, his first being a penicillin. Have you ever heard of that cocktail? I have, actually. I don't yeah. know what that is. It's a lot of scotches, two different scotches. It's like, mm, it didn't speak to me as much as this Okay. Day. Now, the reason it spoke to me is that this cocktail, while it didn't necessarily take off in Chicago or New York, it's huge in Toronto. What? Yeah. And it, it says here, for reasons that remain mysterious to Ross. It's not that mysterious. It's Toronto so desperately wants to be New York. And it never No, I, I disagree with that. Okay. Because you I would. Well. You would. Here's the thing. Remember the Toronto cocktail that we did early yeah, in, the, yeah. in the season? Like Great cocktail. Yeah. I think it really speaks to uh, Toronto taste. It has a motto in it. This has a motto. In it. Ah, I wonder so if it's then, an appreciation for a motto. I'm going to quote Ross here. He said, it's essentially the official drink of Toronto. It's on every cocktail menu in Toronto. And I've seen it. I don't know if you've seen Paper Plane. Uh, that's what, we're, what I'm making. We're making sorry. A paper, paper Plane. plane. I'm okay. sorry. I didn't say it. No, you didn't. Uh, we're wow, making really leaving it out oh, there. man. <laughs> what a teaser. Okay. The paper and plane. it's on every cocktail in Toronto. And it's made with Aperol, Amato. And bourbon. So those are the three things you're going to need. Okay. And uh, what about this bottle of sperm again? That you no, that's here? not what sperm. I put lemon juice in there. I freshly squeezed it, and I wanted a container where I could. Uh, it not looks spill. nicer. Yeah, Good. not spilling okay. one out. Okay. Because right? otherwise, I have it in 
lemon. You've seen the disaster. I've, I've that seen I've the disaster. That now, you where are. do you think this drink gets its name? That's the part that I love so much. <laughs> Paper plane. Here's what I think, yeah. and I'm sure it's, <clears throat> but I love it. I love the visual. I've been making paper planes since I was a kid. Sure. Useless. Okay. Useless. It looks great. You look at it and you go, this is a flawless paper plane. This yeah. thing is going to really take off. And then uh, instead, it you you throw it and it immediately goes left and downwards and it never takes off. I feel like after a couple of these, you get off the, the bar stool. You're like, I'm going to make it. To there. You don't make it there. You go Ooh. left and down. That's I love that. Vision. You know, that could be a historic sort of misdirect on the <laughs> yeah. actual name. Or, right. or, But it's from – it was named after the British rapper M.I.A.'s song, oh, yeah. Paper Plane. So it was well. playing constantly in the bar where okay. Ross worked and he named the drink after it. All right. All right. So I, now I like that we know the history – I better if I'm going to be honest. But I like Why, M.I.A. Don't you like M.I.A.? M.I.A. is fantastic. Did you ever interview her? I did not. Okay. No. Okay. No, no, no. But I, I like everything that she's, she's done. She's phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, the song, the paper plane song is yeah, fantastic. I would play a clip, but we don't have the rights to it. So there you go. Come on. MIA, after all the love we've given you, I you're know. not going to give us some rights? MIA, come on the show. <laughs> all right. Let's get started. As I mentioned, equal parts of everything, right? So I got ice in a shaker. And I just pulled up paper plane cocktail as you were – Yeah, uh, please. As you've been talking to me and I – I like it. It's so it's in this martini glass also. The serving it's a, it's is a, a coupe glass. It's a coupe. Yeah. Okay. And we've, yeah, we've staying... used the coupe a million times yes, on we the have. show. Yeah. And you always ask me. Yeah, I like these glasses. But I also hate uh, walking around with a glass like this, you know, and martini glasses is the worst. Yeah. So it calls for three quarters of an ounce of each. Okay. But I might just do an ounce so that we can share it and sure. not get too smashed. Are you cool with that? Yeah, of course. <clears throat> as long as you do equal parts. Some some recipes say an ounce and a quarter. That's generally what I use when I make cocktails. My measure is an ounce and a quarter. I think it was just the bars I worked at, we always poured a shot that was an ounce and a quarter. Some bars pour one ounce shots, which I don't I don't think is great. And some will pour an ounce and a half. And then you're, if you're in the U.S., they tend to be more generous with their ounce shots. Mm-hmm. So that's one ounce bourbon, one ounce Campari. And then some recipes say Montenegro Amaro. Some recipes say Nonino. Yes. I'm using an Amaro that's similar to like kind of in between both. Nonino uh, Amaro tends to be a lighter Amaro. It's not one of those rich, really bitter Amaros. And uh, Montenegro tends to be very caramelly and sweet. So this is kind of a light, l- light uh, Amaro and lightly sweet because I know you don't love sweet. This tends to be easy on the bitter. Great. It's very palatable for people who aren't aren't fans of um, Amados or okay. aren't fans, fans of really bitter things. And then we need three quarters of an, of an ounce or in this case, because I'm doing an ounce of lemon juice. Yeah. So it's those three, it's those four ingredients, those four three of which are, are uh, potent potables, are, are uh, liquors. Where's my shot glass? There we go. And as you said, in this little glass here, it's lemon juice that I freshly squeezed and strained. You want to strain your lemon juice in making this recipe. Look at this. Perfect. One ounce. Now I know these are one ounce. One ounce, ounce exactly. Yeah, so that's okay, perfect good. for me to know for the future. All right. So By the in, way, uh, yeah. this, uh, in, in food and wine in, to, uh, I'm gonna in 2017. Shake, I'm going to shake while you're Please while do. You're food and Wine Magazine, 2017. Kara Newman wrote an article, The Ultimate Bourbon Cocktail You've Never Heard Of. And it said, this is a drink that you may not be drinking, but you should be. And that's what you're making right now. 
I feel like Toronto has a sophisticated palate, and I know that might sound very arrogant of it me. It sure does. But uh, as well, I'm just like, that's probably why it's the cocktail of Toronto. And I hope, my friend, you like it. I feel like I knowing you, knowing the ingredients in there. So I also have a lemon twist or a lemon peel. I shouldn't say twist because it's actually not a twist. I'm just going to squirt some of the lemon thing and I'm going to put it on the glass. And by the way, never apologize for sounding arrogant. That's just something people there. have become accustomed to hearing from you. You're arrogant. So take a picture. Yes. Oh, yeah. For sure I will. Do you like what I did with the lemon there? I do. Yeah. It's lips. He made like a lip, basically. <laughs> uh, basically. Like a lemon kiss of yeah. some kind. Boom. Boom. I really... These are great glasses. The coupe. Okay. I'm gonna. These are these are like antique glasses. These were Amanda's uh, grandmother. So cheers. cheers to her. While you drink, I'm gonna raise this glass for M.I.A. the British rapper who I do really like her music. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah. Right on the money, bud. Oh, I like everything that's going on here. Really? Seriously? He likes it. I can tell he likes it. Oh, that's a good drink, man. This is your drink, my friend. Paper plane. Oh, that's a good drink. How would you describe it? Because so, I, I know there's nothing about it that's sweet. Yeah. Its palate is citrus with a tinge of bitter, this almost like bitter good. orange, but it's lemon-based. You get a really good blend of all yeah. these flavors. It's not too anything yeah. forward. Yeah. Right, right. As, and when, because of the lemon, I think, around the the, the, the rim of the glass, yeah. you think it's going to be very lemony. It isn't. Yeah. It's just a great lemon, uh-huh. like a freshness that mm-hmm. you get when you're first putting it to your mouth. And then it's such a good blend. Not too bitter, are, right? No, you can't really taste any of them too. You can taste the Amaro, but nothing, yeah, not too bitter at all. I think the bourbon really kind of settles the bitter from the Aperol yeah. and the uh, Amaro. It's a beautiful color too. I just want to mention it's kind of like a uh, dusty rose peach color. Yeah. So, yeah. So, that's the paper plane. I've been excited about this. Oh, I like it uh, a lot, man. If, if you have people coming over and you want to make a really nice looking cocktail – in my opinion, nicer than the Cosmo, something different. If yeah. you're a fan of bourbon and something that's not super sweet, uh, make the paper plane. And, of course, I, I always got to ask these type of questions. This is Jim Beam bourbon. Could you s- – any bourbon works? Any bourbon. Anything other than a bourbon works in this or it's, this is not to be messed with? Well, if you change the bourbon, I think you change the drink. Change I think it's drink. no okay. longer a paper okay. plane. Now, you could – if you don't have Aperol and you have Campari – Yes. You could go with Campari because he originally made it with Campari. That's what I saw, and some of the people were looking that up. Yeah. But I think um, I think Aperol, and I'm not a huge fan of Aperol. I think Aperol is a better uh, cocktail for this drink because uh, Campari has a bit more punch. Mm-hmm. And Aperol, which is rhubarb uh, forward, or that's one of its uh, stronger bases, tends to be a bit more subtle. And I think the Aperol blends better yeah. with the bourbon, and it doesn't fight as well. Aperol's not uh, – Campari tends to be very red. Yeah. And so when you blend with these, it's the going to make the, the color is going to be more vibrant. Yeah. Okay. And along with the Amaro. So it's actually a great question you ask because, you know, me, I'm very much about subbing and subbing different ones. And yeah. whatnot. With this particular thing, with your Amaro, go with the lighter Amaros because once again, you're going to affect the color of this drink, which you could be like, oh, the color, whatever. But it's also going to affect the temperament of the drink. In other words, this Amato is a light Amato. Nonino tends to be a lighter Amato and light both in color and in uh, potency with regards to the bitterness. Mm-hmm. Once you start to get to Fernets, it's too powerful. It's going to overtake the bourbon and the uh, Aperol. And because it's a equally uh, portioned out drink, I think you have to uh, then deal with the portions of the drink. But this is the paper plane. I'm going to make this 
for my friends because it's just wonderful, isn't it? It's really good. And, you know, I'm not necessarily a bourbon fan. Yeah. I can oh, you're have, not? Not even. I like Maker's Mark sometimes. I have okay. one. But I, for me, bourbon is somehow associated with anger and rage. Sure. You know? Angry men at a bar going, I can't believe she Really? Yeah, I don't know. This no, is what has happened. No, that's changed, my friend. It, yeah, for sure it yeah, has. Okay. For sure it has. Yeah. And, and, and it's like... Um, a great addition to so many cocktails, and I know that. But just bourbon, really a fan. And all that is just put to rest right now. Yeah. This works really yeah. well. I, I would imagine you're not as much of a bourbon fan as well because bourbon tends to be sweeter yeah, than maybe. rye and sure. scotches. So if you're going into those darker That's liquors. Great. And Jim Beam, I just happen to have Jim Beam. Usually I prefer a bullet uh, bourbon or a Maker's Mark, like you were saying, Basil Hayden. These are the bourbons I prefer. Also, Five Roses, fantastic bourbon. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, bourbon, bourbon. Uh, use the bourbon uh, you like. Uh, maybe I don't like it because uh, one time I drank it and I punched an old lady in the face. Well, yeah. listen, perhaps she deserved it. Thank you for being okay. so supportive. I've never done that. Just to, to correct uh, <laughs> before this thing takes a life of its own. Uh, I've never done that and I never would. But yeah, I don't know. I... It's just never been my drink. Uh, I'll start off. I, I love the packaging of Maker's Mark. I sure. love the way it looks. It's dipped in and the, the, you'll, the candle you'll wax. Know, yeah, you'll yeah. know it because it has a red drippy wax on the, yeah. on the stem. So it's yeah. uh, it's appealing to the eye sure. and uh, the idea behind it. And then I drink mm-hmm. it. And I, go, eh. I never have a second mm-hmm. bourbon. Never have a second okay. one. I'll have four, four paper planes in a heartbeat. All right, listen. What I love about paper plane, too, is it seems like such an innocuous, uh, innocuous title for a cocktail where it's like, oh, I'm just having a paper plane, right? Yeah. It's like I'm having a Prosecco or something like a mimosa. But meanwhile, you have one or two of these. And it's the it's the visual that I created. Yeah, you'll feel like you're punched in the face. No, well, no, that okay. that visual, too, maybe. But I mean the visual of the actual oh, paper, paper planes plane, that yeah. I've been making. Mm-hmm. They start straight, but they always go... Left and down. Here's another thing I noticed in, in my research in the paper plane. It usually gets a little lemon uh, lemon peel on it. But mm-hmm. I saw someone who actually made a small paper plane and put it on a cocktail. Yeah, well, yeah, and put it in the glass and it looked kind of neat. It's yeah. nice. Yeah. Nice. Go. Easy peasy, nice and breezy. I love it. Oh, I'm glad you liked it. That makes me so happy. So now, speaking of punches in the face, let's go to food. Okay, this looks pretty um, in my wheelhouse, shall we say. Yeah. <laughs> What about the smell? It How smells great. Smell? It smells rich. It smells warm. It smells, um, it has smells of winter. Exactly. Okay. Right. This is comfort food. Yeah. This is comfort food. Yeah. Now, what this is, it's a celebration of two things. One, the slow cooker. Oh, yeah. And number two, the short rib. Short rib. Oh. For those who don't oh. know. Yes, uh, of course it's short rib. Course yes, of course rib. it's now. Yeah. Well, because I took out the rib. Right, right. So yeah. it's not, you know, you may not recognize it immediately. You'd be forgiven for that. Short ribs, by definition, um, it's a short, you know, slice of the rib. It's a it's a section of the meat containing three, four ribs. We've seen it. It's a, it's a cut. You know, you could either go with a long rib or you could cut across. The juice. Oh, so you could cut the rib across and make it short rib? Or is a short rib just... When you interrupt me when I say the Jews, oh. it sounds like I'm about to go on a, on a <laughs> Sorry, terrible dude. rant Sorry. of some kind. You know, the Jews! <laughs> the Jews uh, make something called flanken. Yes. This is this is a um, a cut, that they, you know, Eastern European style of, uh, of, uh, of making ribs. Uh, Hawaiian. I don't know if you had these in Hawaii when you were there. Maui-style ribs. Uh, Koreans as well. When yes. you eat uh, galbi... Right? Galbi ribs? That's what this is. I know it is Kalbi. 
Yeah, you can pronounce it whatever way. Well, you I think want. I think that that con- that consonant gets pronounced in different ways. It does. Okay. It does. I, I agree uh, with that because yeah. different. Uh, yep. You wonder, am I eating something different? But it's no. the calbi and the galbi are always they they look exactly the same. So correct me if I'm wrong. Short rib is that pork or beef? Always beef. Always beef. Always beef. There you so. Go. I discovered this. I came uh, to, to short ribs by way of um, loving ribs, by being from a Muslim family that didn't really have pork around or frowned upon pork having pork around. So then you find out, wait, there's there's other options. There's other ribs. So yeah. I've actually, I mean, I've I've sang the praises of pork a thousand times on the yeah, show. I've seen you eat it. You've seen me eat it. It's not pretty. It's well, beautiful. No. <laughs> it's beautiful for right. me, but yeah. it's not pretty sure. to look at. But I I genuinely do like beef ribs more. And I've had lamb ribs and okay. goat ribs that I really, really like right. too. So this is just great. I uh, it's, it's it's a little bit of everything. I get the ribs and I get the flavor. Now, it's, again, a very, you know, quite fat. As you would expect, the ribs are there, sure. you know, to protect. They're there for warmth on the cow. And so a very fatty. So you got you to gotta have an appreciation for that. Right. I still do trim off uh, quite a bit of the fat. Oh, you do? Okay. Once it's cooked. Once it's cooked. Yeah. So it cooked, you know, but but yeah, you're going to have, it's going to be in a little bit of an oily situation. So here, give this a try. Okay, here, yeah, because my, mouth is, my mouth is kind of watering. So. Yeah, sure it is. So uh, is mine actually as I'm talking. It's a little bit embarrassing. It's pretty great here. Like a rich color. Look on our Instagram. You'll see pictures of this. But um, it's, thoughts, it's basically, thoughts. oh, I haven't even tried okay, it yet. Okay, okay. It's perfect. It's perfect. It's, it's perfect. It's, a, it's really so, perfect. I just I love slow cooking meat like this because you can. I'm going to tell you what I put in it. Do you mind if I can, have one? I, I wish I wish you would. <laughs> I wish you would continue to eat it. It makes me happy as well. Okay. When we both can make each other happy, yeah. I mean, what a what a time to be alive. <laughs> I now I mentioned you know the Koreans, Jews, the Hawaiians. These are the ones that come to mind, but. Latinos also, Brazilians and Argentinians do things with short ribs, have a lot of beef short rib dishes. Yeah. And then I I personally love Mexican flavors in this. Okay. So the ribs go in with the with the actual ribs still in it into a slow cooker. You add onion, you add garlic, you add thyme, you can add uh, garlic powder, onion powder, these kind of things if you mm-hmm. want. Oregano I have in here. And then a number of different chilies. There's actually yeah. um, dried, just red chilies. There is uh, pasilla chilies, and there is another chili that escapes me okay. right now. Pasilla, ancho, ancho, uh, ancho chilies. chilies. Okay. Pasilla. I'm not familiar with pasilla chilies. I don't know what to tell you. Oh man, Mexicans. Mexicans okay. are using this chili and uh, and loving it. And so you got a lot of different options. This here. is not spicy, though. This is not spicy. So when you say this all these chilies, completely yeah. flavorful. I'm going to taste it again just to make yeah. sure there's no, no spice. No, 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 no. Absolutely, and and. That was, uh, you know, I made this for a larger group, and I was like, Dude, I want this everybody is, to have. First this of all, little... see this here on the bottom. This yes. bit of uh, oil. Oil. Yes. That's for me the color of love. Like I just love. <laughs> like there's a pasta dish my aunt makes that yeah. does that. Like it's just there's something about when you have that color, you know, it's been cooked for a while. It's been cooked so yeah, long. because the the oil gets infused with colors from the chilies and everything. Right. It's just. It's just fantastic. I love slow cooked things yes. like pulled pork or anything that's in a slow cooker makes yeah, me yeah, happy, yeah, yeah, yeah. especially in the winter. So this for me is like just well, that's heaven. it. Okay. So this is sort of a January kind of a, a, a dish. Uh, you know, now some of our listeners are in warm climates. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't say don't eat this. Yeah. I would say if you still love flavorful food, you know, go to town. 
But I think for people in colder climates, sure, you know, in in and around North America, especially, this is like comfort food. Even though you, you maybe you didn't even have a Mexican friend till you were thirty five, it's there's still something so comforting about sure. these flavors. I don't know. I really do feel like. It's like the way a bowl of soup or a, a, a macaroni yeah. and cheese or something is for people. I really feel very, very comforted with this food. And right now what I'm doing is I'm giving it to you to eat with uh, with uh, with nachos. So yeah. we're having it kind of as a snack. Right. But this is an amazing in a taco. Sure. Uh, if you want to have it uh, wrapped in um, lettuce, you know, lettuce or a bib, bib lettuce sure. at least. Fantastic. Uh, with rice, this is almost oh, like, yeah. you know, I made a chicken tinga yeah. before on the show. It's kind of like that. This could just be like tossed with some warm rice. It's great. Very, very versatile. Very, very delicious. What about I have a, a really soft brioche bread or a Hawaiian bread? Yes. Okay. Yes. That's all I'm going to say. Yes. That's all. That's all. <laughs> um, gonna, if you look up the short rib recipes, mm-hmm. uh, you'll see stuff like this. You'll see like yeah. a sub, yeah. you know, like a hoagie yeah. or a sub. But or you know what? I wouldn't want baguette. bread that's too crusty or hard. I would want something a bit softer and and with okay. this personally. Yeah, personally. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm um, with you. So on a level from one to uh, five, difficulty of making. I mean uh, zero. Okay. I don't know. Easy, I, easy I enough. Mean, so for easy. the novice. Okay. So I, this is novice cooking. Okay. This I, is novice because anything short in a in a slow cooker, it's you just dump everything in at right. the same time. So you go you to the to store the and you buy short ribs. Beef short ribs. Yeah. You throw them in the slow cooker. Yeah. And then? And then you add a variety of ingredients, chilies, herbs like thyme and oregano sure. for, for this particular recipe, and garlic and onions. Yeah, and but what's giving us the sauce? Did you add oil, butter? I, no, 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 I didn't. Nothing. It's, it's such a fatty Right, so it's a fat, so it's rendering it's itself. Rendering, okay, okay. Exactly. Great. So that's And what? then tomato paste, oh, fresh yeah, okay, tomatoes. Okay, that's what I mean. Okay, okay so it's a little tangy yeah, yeah, from there. Okay. Then you can make it sort of, you know, fresh lime juice, cilantro once it Okay, comes here's out. what I love about what you've just said. Okay, so a lot of people think when you're w- working with meat in a slow cooker, it's meat and then, uh, what do you call that stuff? Barbecue sauce. Pour barbecue sauce and let it go. This is not that. And you can no, no, tell. This is all real you can, Yeah, and it, and it didn't sound difficult. But the flavor that you're getting from this is above and beyond. Now, going back to one thing you said when I interrupted you earlier, uh, the short rib. I thought it was the shorter part of the ribs, but you're saying you can cut a taller rib to make it short and then it becomes short rib? Is that correct? It's the – well, here, look. Let me me read exactly this thing to you. Because you were explaining and then I think I – Right. Short ribs by definition are not the entire length of the rib as we know. Yes. Right? They are like a subsection or a cross-section. Because a cow's rib is going to be like if you if you look at your arm, flex your arm, it's going to be something like be a huge rib massive. cage, right? Okay. Exactly. So when you think beef ribs, that's what comes to mind. Hence, short rib is an important. You could be disappointing some people too. They think they're eating so you know yeah. the classic Flintstones brontosaurus yeah. kind of thing. So you, it's when you're bringing ribs and it's short ribs. Do tell people because I think visually they may have something right. in their mind and and then they might get the you know. Disappointed. So you always see like a small uh, piece of these ribs here because it's a cross section. It's a cross. Right. It's not the rib lengthwise. Sure. Uh, those are also known as barbecue ribs. Uh, they're also called fancy cut ribs. Never heard of that. I'm just reading. No, that I've never heard fancy cut. No. Yeah. So a section of short ribs from the plate, which is ribs six through eight. I mean, this is stuff that 
very difficult for me anyway to describe on radio. This is more of like TED Talk. You got yeah. the visual up behind you. You got the b- different areas of the cow. This is brisket. This is chuck. Sure. This is, you know, and that, that makes it a little easier to explain. But for our purposes, I think the way to look at uh, short ribs is is just the way that they are cut. Okay. They are cut across. Okay. And um, I personally like that more. I think... Well, am I? Yes, I do like it more. Yeah. I do like it more. I like a little bit of rib there, so it's on the bone. Anything on the bone will have more flavor. So it's in the slow cooker on the bone. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's and once then, I take it out, of so there. you let it cook, and then it just comes off the bone. And then you said you trim the fat. Explain that for. Well, yeah, okay. because some of these ribs will have massive right. chunks of fat on it, mm-hmm. and uh, let's say you're eating a taco, and a bite is just all fat. Right. I, you know, that's not for everybody. Right. That's for not not for most people, right? I wouldn't have a problem with it. I'm you sure would you wouldn't have a problem with it either. I know. Okay, but but no, you're right. You're right. So when you say you, because we're talking fat, about big chunks, we're talking about something like a, you know sometimes the size of let's say half a gol- a golf ball. Yeah, and it's just the fat. There. Right. I mean, that's not really it's, what it's everybody a, wants. So you're just going and you're looking at the fat and just removing it is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, and this is like you can do this with like a pair of tongs. You okay. don't have to get crazy. You know, it's okay. very easily very removed. Easy. The okay. fat comes off easily. The bones you can literally Slide out. shake. Yeah, yeah and exactly. Come out. And they come out. Yeah. Um, and the reason I said the difficulty is zero, I mean, you don't have to think about timing. You don't have to think about temperature. You don't have to be like, oh, man, I got to go see the rib, check yeah. on them. There's nothing. It's really, you know, a short uh, – my slow cooker yeah. has two settings, low and high. Yeah. Some slow cookers just have on and off. Right. I like to live complicated, I yeah, guess, low of, and high. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, all that means is four hours or eight hours. Sure. So I just – I love this stuff. And no. this is like when you're planning for a party. Yeah. If you can have one dish as your star, at, at, as your star, yeah, not only as your star, but if you can have one dish away from the stove, away, okay, you know, yeah. uh, that doesn't require your attention, and it's just, you know, I don't want to say set it and forget it. That's a slogan from a whatever, but it is, that's what yeah. it is, right? It's set it and forget it. It's so great. You know, it's going to taste amazing. Why don't you just say, you barely have to turn do it. it on out of mind? Turn Just it on out of mind. So okay, it go. doesn't have the ring. It doesn't have the ring. It's not the, it's not the branding that I was looking for. Okay, so yeah. what I love about this dish, this dish as a whole, not necessarily your dish, which I love, but it's something you said. Because there's so many different cultures that make this type of uh, slow-cooked short rib, Yeah. whereas you used uh, some Mexican flavors in those chilies, you could essentially make this into a Korean-style short rib or a Hawaiian or even a Texas-style by using different – the ingredients that speak to you that you would to slow braise something, you would – I would put – so there's a Korean um, spice paste, gochujang. So I would put gochujang, uh, a little bit of soy and a little bit of a brown sugar and kimchi. In a slow cooker, and what that would yield after four hours would be incredible. Yeah. Oh, man. And, okay, correct me if I'm wrong. You could bring this to a potluck, right? Mm -hmm. Make it at home, bring your slow cooker in the car, drive it over, or in the Uber. Yes. Smell up his Uber or her Uber. Bring it in, plug it in, have people with some bread or um, taco shells or whatnot, and you would be the star of the potluck. You would be the star of the potluck. And, in fact, what I would recommend personally— Yes. You make it the day before. Of course. Of course. And then the next day, you take your slow cooker with you. A slow cooker can, can, can transport fairly easily. Yeah, it's nice you know? because it's its, it's own Self-contained. Thing. Yeah. 
and you plug it in. You need about a half an hour. Again, out of people's way, right? Yeah. Hey, can I just put this on the floor in the corner of the living room? Like, really, you can you could have it not in the kitchen, yeah. just coming back up to heat. So I'm a huge fan of slow cooking. You know, I know like this Instapot craze. People we got one for Christmas. I don't people know. I, I don't you know might enjoy it, man. You I might enjoy have it. Have you used one? I enjoy cooking. I yeah. enjoy the whole thing, yeah. right? I enjoy the whole process. Sure. The one time that I get a little bit like, you know what? Let's let somebody else do the cooking. It's the slow yeah, cooker. Yeah, yeah. So the Instapot is like that, but, but even faster. I, I have a problem because yeah. now I – do I get rid of my, my slow cooker, which I love? Yeah. And just use this thing? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think okay. – um, well, that's interesting, right? Because the, the maker of Instapot would probably tell you that everything you can do in a slow cooker, you can do faster. In Son an of a bitch. Yeah. Always lying to me, these people. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, so now I've got to figure out, it's like, I know how to use my rice cooker. I know how to use my slow cooker. You know, I got this as a gift from my sister. And now it's yeah. like, all right, do we, we don't have room for all these things. So something's got to go. Okay. Yeah. So I tried, I tried to make uh, quinoa in the, in the Instapot. Yeah. What? Uh, what does that mean? I don't know. I like it better when I make it on the stove because I get to see. I know when to stop. I don't like it when something else is using a generic like five minutes or two minutes or whatever. I, I don't trust it. Is that – I? I'm, I'm, maybe – For I'm, once, yeah. we agree wholeheartedly okay. yeah. with each other, man. Yeah. You know, there was, a, there was a product called the Slap Chop. You remember the yes, Slap Chop? Yes, of course chop? I remember the Slap Chop. So you put a half an onion inside. Yeah. Slap yeah. the chopper yeah. a couple of times. I like slicing onions. Yeah. I like slicing carrots. I like I, I, I like being connected to mm-hmm. my food. Some people would argue that you're not super connected with a slow cooker. I think you still are. I'm putting. Yeah. I'm, I'm taking care of all these ingredients that go in. Um, but Instapot is another level into really like not having a connection to your food. For yeah. me, people love it, so I'm going to give it a try. Totally. Well, from but, a time perspective, it's hard to argue. Yeah, with. I have the time. Mm-hmm. The life I lead allows me, yeah. you know, eight hours to make a few meals and, you know, yeah. so I don't know. If you have your Instapot, mm-hmm. you have recipes you love that would make Marco yes. a lover of the Instapot and mm-hmm. make him keep that thing in his kitchen, please tell us. Okay. There you go. All right. Listen, I have to say, so far, Winners. We're, you know, first show that we're recording in 2020, I'm really happy. Paper Plane. Uh, this glorious thing here. I like. I like what, what another aspect I like about this short rib, uh, this slow cooked short rib, is that you can make it look fancy or you could make it look very casual. So Super Bowl's coming up. You make this, everyone's going to be happy. You're going to a potluck. You bring this, everyone's going to be happy. You have guests coming over. You slow cook it. You put it with rice, like you said. Yeah. You garnish it nicely. Maybe a little bit of uh, fancy crema. Sure. A dollop oh, of yeah, that yeah, yeah, or yeah, a sure. cilantro or whatever, depending on which way you go with it. You add those uh, fancy items. Yeah. It could be an appetizer. It could be your main. It could be however you want to do it, right? I absolutely Yeah, it's very versatile and I do appreciate that. We have it um, – we'll have it as a tostada sometimes. Oh, a tostada yeah. can be pretty messy. Yeah. So you got to be with friends. Yeah. Friends and family is a tostada for that. But yeah, no, this should actually be uh, a little bit more elegant and refined too. Yeah. That's fantastic. All right. Well, listen, great, great news. Go, go on our show, show notes if you, uh, you know, weren't able to write down what we said or you want, you want to go back and figure out how to make the cocktail or this dish. But for now, let's go to look what I got. Brand new. Oh, 2020. Man. Santa uh, brought uh, yeah. Santa brought you something uh, for uh, what's in Marco's mouth. Yeah, and man, I was gonna get rid of it. I'm like, no, that looks perfect for what I what I need. So there we go. All right, let's do this. What's in Marco's mouth? That's right. 
What's in Marco's mouth is nothing dirty. We're guessing, we're messing. Let's find out what's in Marco's mouth. Okay. Uh, your your mask is adorable. I mean, that's okay, the first um, thing. This is a great sleep mask. I'm okay. taking a picture and sharing that with the world. It's you comfortable. It's softer than the other ones. I was getting a migraine from a really tight one I was using, so I don't know if my head got fatter or what. Uh, let me just peek. I'm not peeking. I just want to make sure I'm recording. Great. Okay. I'm recording. I'm ready. Okay. So first of all, there's a little bit of a cheat that had to take place because you knew that I had to warm this up. Oh, yeah. You warmed it up, but that's all I, I know. Are you putting it in my mouth? No. I'm going to give you a spoon. Okay. Okay? All right. Let's start the year. Okay. So you're... Well, give me one second. Keep your okay. hands like that. Don't okay. change them. Don't change right. them. I won't change them. I won't. Oh, that's Jesus. the end okay. of the spoon. That's the end of the spoon. And so. your palm of your other hand is directly under okay. the spoon, right? Okay. So you're looking good. First of all, smell. No? You don't want to talk about the smell? Uh, it smells chickeny. It smells um, it's definitely savory. And it's got almost like a starchy. Actually, I'm going to remove the chicken. chicken. I'm going to say a starchy kind of couscousy cooked smell to it. Okay? May I proceed? Please do. Okay. Okay. It's <clears throat> you've got some veg in here and you've got like a a starch that's kind of uh, soft and pasty to the touch. Um Oh Jesus. You don't care for it. I'll tell you that much. That no, I don't is... I don't love it. No. I don't love it. No. I don't dislike it, but it feels a little bit Pasty, like it has a pasty kind of finish to it, which um, it's the starch, but you've got some veg in there and it's cooked with flavor. It's so hard. Can I have another you another can. Sp- you spoon? Can. You can. Am I breaking your heart because no, I'm, no, no, I'm not no, loving no, it? No, okay. no, 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 not at all. I take this. I take nothing personal. Okay. Oh, let me turn it the other way again. Oh, shit. Okay. Same. Yeah. All right. Hand is directly under the spoon. Okay. Here we go. Take two. I'm not getting a good. <laughs> not getting a good feeling. Okay, corn. There's corn. Definitely corn. Some other sort of veg that has a bit of tooth to it or a bit of... uh. What is this, man? Really? I thought I was bringing you a a walk in the park today, to be quite honest. It's corn. It's something corn-based. It's not polenta when I'm thinking pasty. Um, if it is, the polenta was uh, overcooked. Um, <laughs> I like that you're critiquing. <laughs> okay, one last one. One last one. Putana, All right. this is not easy. God, I've, I know I got corn. I got corn with a with a fine. So it's not grits. It's not grits. It can't be grits. Once again, if it's grits, you did it wrong. Okay, okay. just hold your hand out. Uh, okay, here the the end of the spoon. Oh, okay, is there. Next. okay, okay you okay, got okay. it. Shit. He just sits there and talks about how things were done wrong. Barely registering what this classic dish is, but critiquing it. It's a corn. It's not a corn chowder because it's not liquidy enough. It's a corn-based something. I'm thinking Mexican. It's savory. It's got um, yellow or darker colors to it. Um, I'm going to say it is. um, But it's not spicy. So it's not spicy in a Mexican way. I would almost say it's like 
we're looking more Central America. So is it? Is it? Is it? Is it? Um, what is the? It's, is it a tamale? Is it the inside of a tamale? I'm going to say a corn tamale. That's what I'm going to say, final answer, answer, because I don't love tamales, and that's what I'm going to say. Okay? Okay. Can I take off my... You can take off your... And you can... Uh, I mean, I've never seen something go so wrong. Oh, fuck. Okay. No corn in this. No? No. Oh. It's a chicken pot pie, my friend, with oh, peas putana, and carrots putana. and a pastry shell uh, that is very pasty. You peas. got the pasty. It's peas, peas and... not corn. It's peas, not corn. You know, this. I thought, I thought this is why people comfort food. I did say I chicken off the top. You said chicken e. Chicken e. And then you retracted immediately. Then I went, I went to Mexico. Then I decided to take a trip to Mexico. I mean, this is. You really. Okay, I don't like. I, so I will say this. I'm not a fan of pot pie things. Don't like it. It's not my thing. Okay. So no, we no, got. That chicken. surprises me. Really? Well, I thought there's. What about you? What are you trying to say? Because I'm a white guy, I should like this. That's what you're saying. You're looking at no, me with racist no, 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 eyes. No. Like, yeah, yeah, There's I see butter it. butter in a pastry shell and then okay. a creamy sauce yeah, okay. with, uh, yeah, with yeah, the okay. chicken and veg. I mean, like, I, I don't know. I, thought, okay. I didn't grow up with chicken pot pie. No, eh? No. Shepherd's pie my mother would make at least mm. once a month. Mm. But chicken pot pie was very rare. Okay. So for me, I just think this is part of everybody else's existence. No. Clearly not. No, no. What an abject I mean, failure. Like, okay, so we're in a restaurant. We're in a pub. Are you, is the first thing you're going to go for is chicken pot pie? No, but sometimes. Okay. And when I say sometimes, I mean one out of 15 times based on the weather. Okay. Again, yeah. based on the weather, they may have like a lamb potato pie type okay. of thing. I, I might say yes. I might say yes. But it's heavy. And I'm in a pub to have a beer. Yeah. Now you're getting in the way of my yeah. beer. But sometimes, you know, you're in a smaller town and it's like, you know, I'll have some beer. Oh, the kitchen's still open. You know what? I want something heavy. Yeah, yeah sometimes. One out of 10, one out of 15 times. But yeah, no, it's not my go-to at no, all. No, man, I shit the bet on that one. Abject like feeling. really bad. <laughs> but I did say if you made, if this was your attempt at polenta, you would be wrong. I mean, that yeah. was true. That was true. Good for you, buddy. All right. So, I'm trying to find a win in there somewhere. Oh, man. Hey, if you got good things to say about chicken pot, chicken pot pie, tell let Marco know. Maybe okay. maybe there's something that is lacking for me. Maybe maybe the peas. Well, so what is it? Peas, mashed potato, and chicken. Is that what it is? There's no potato, buddy. That oh. is all. That it's a pastry shell. Yeah, I like the pastry shell. And in a uh, like a bechamel. Yeah, I like bechamel. Yeah, in a bechamel, it's the chicken, a um, gar- little bit of garlic and onion, but really, you know, the chicken, uh, peas, and carrots, cream, and and uh, yeah. flour. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I, did so, I, I did it so wrong. <laughs> I did it so wrong. All right, no excuse. It That's should have been easy, and I didn't get it. That's all I'm going to say. But I did get that our drink and our, and our main was um, both winners. Uh, awesome, yeah. Both winners today. If you have short rib recipes you'd like to share, you have yeah. questions about short ribs, you have questions about the paper plane, or experiences where you took off and then went left and down into the ground, hey, Right in? Yeah. Right? Email us, us at podcasteatdrink at gmail.com. Find us on our Insta, our Twitter. Send us a note. Uh, write a five-star review on whatever uh, medium you it use to hurt. listen. Yeah, it, it wouldn't, wouldn't hurt, hurt us. No. Uh, we are the award nominated. I was going to say award winning. Not yet. Award nominated show. Yeah. Podcast Eat and Drink. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you again soon. I'm Ali Hassan. I'm Marco Timpano. Until we eat again. 
We hope you got your fill of eat and drink with Ali Hassan and Marco Timpano. Follow them on Instagram and Twitter at Podcast Eat Drink. Email them your cocktail and food suggestions to podcasteatdrink at gmail.com. Until the next episode, bottoms up. <laughs>